Let's do it. We're rolling. Let's play it. This is this is a new track you just dropped. Yeah. When did this come out? Because it says 2022, right? Yeah. Uh, that was 2021, but you know. We all gonna die, well, but only some yeah. of us live. I hope my girl know that I would give him my bread. And when I'm gone, Who uh, produces? This is DJ Oh, JR producer? Yeah. Word, okay I him a lot. Yeah, this shit's hard, bro Thank you Where you record this at? With, at the same studio you guys do the podcast? Uh, yeah Okay, where it's like You know Flux Studios? Flex Studios Flux. Flux It's like on Avenue A and 2nd Street Okay, no, nah, I'm not familiar. So there's like fancy ass studios upstairs, and then downstairs, there's like the basement rooms. Yeah. And so he's got the basement room every Friday, I think. Okay, word. Hell yeah. Well, Aaron Cohen, man, welcome to the uh, About Whatever podcast, bro. Yeah. I appreciate you uh, taking the journey, man. That's a trip from Upper West Side to come down. But we've been talking about doing this for a long time, and then the pandemic came, and things got a little crazy, hectic. Yeah. Um, Thank you for having me. Yeah, for sure, Good man. To get out of the Upper West Side every once in a while. Yeah, when's the last time you've been in Brooklyn? I don't know, man. With everything on right? Zoom. Yeah, <laughs> it's so crazy. Same thing. I'm like, damn, I can't even really remember the last time I went to uh, to the city. But like, it's like when you live in other boroughs, you never go, you know. During the summer, I was coming here a lot. Yeah. Because I was riding my bike, and I come across the bridge and hang out with friends. But yeah, I'm not doing that right now. Word, word, word. <laughs> Yeah, so I want to I want to I want to take it back to like a little bit of the beginning cuz we've known each other through mutual friends like on and off for I don't even know, man, since like I went to Brooklyn College, so I met all of which we'll get into earlier like the inner city or later the inner city kids stuff, but um you're from Seattle, right? From Seattle originally, and, yeah. And but grew up in Queens. No, I grew up in Seattle. Okay. And then I came to Queens after high school. After high school. And I went to Queens College. Okay, word, word, word. And what was like, tell me about that like introduction to the city from Seattle. What was that like when you came out here? When I first came here, I actually moved in with this friend who grew up like on my street in Seattle. Okay. He was like the only person I knew besides my sister who was in like the Upper West Side. Yeah. Which was out of my, you know, price range at the time. So I moved in with him in Farakaway. Damn. Because um, I didn't know. I was just like, Queens, like that's where yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. this is from or whatever. I was yeah. like, Queens, cool. And, uh, Oh, it was, it was terrible, man. Yeah. It was like an hour and a half to get into the city. <laughs> oh, man. I bet, dude. Um, so I lived there for three months, and then I was like, I'm not doing this. And I moved to Sunnyside. Yeah. With some other friends. Okay. Okay, word. Um, I was there for... I've lived everywhere in Queens. I lived in Sunnyside, Woodside, Ridgewood, right around here. Yeah. Um, Farakaway, Fresh Meadows, Whitestone. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. That's like... it's that's lu- You're lucky, though, to have like a... Some people, you know, I mean, you know, some people move to the city and they have like no, nobody that they know, and it's just like a real fresh start. It's lucky that you came here and you kind of had somebody that you could kind of rock with and uh, get like acclimated to the the new lifestyle of the city. Were you making music before in high school before you came out here for college? No, uh, I mean, I always rapped. Like my friends knew I could rap. Yeah. And every once in a while, I'd be like, "Yo, Aaron, rap," you know. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or I would like when I was a kid. When I was in, like, grade school, I used to take my tape recorder mm-hmm. into the bathroom and take my sister's boombox. You know what I mean? I made, yeah, yeah. like, my own little bootleg mixtape. So I, like, knew that I wanted to do it, but I never, like, I never knew anybody who 
was a rapper. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Were you, did you, uh, I think, I don't know if we talked about it on my, on this last episode with my boy Brazzy or if it was another episode, but we were, he, he my boy Brazzy was the last episode. He's a rapper. He's, um, signed to Suburban Noise cool. Records. Yeah, yeah, I saw, I followed him after I saw the. Yeah, he's dope. He's cool, man. Yeah. He's a super cool dude. Um, I saw that last video. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Um, what were, and we were talking about like oh having like rap crews because I used to fuck around and rap with my friends too like in middle school and high school and shit even a little bit in college, but like did you ever have like a, a rap group in middle school or high school that you guys were like kind of just rolling around just I only have like a few high school rap experiences, but I'll tell you about them. Cause <laughs> tell me yeah. about them. Man. So. I grew up, so I'm Jewish, and, like, my whole neighborhood was, like, Jewish Orthodox kids, like, uh, that's how I was raised. Yeah. And, like, when we started smoking weed when we were, like, 14, 15, we'd, like, walk down the hill and, like, try and find weed, you know, (laughs) like, out of our neighborhood. And so used to buy weed from this guy named jesse yeah tell me about the weed guy that you got tell me what <laughs> so was this, this guy like first like public rapping experience really okay because jesse one time he was one of those he's like the most stereotypical like weed dealer yeah you know like takes his fucking time um <laughs> always wants to hang out <laughs> yeah but like doesn't he would like rip us off and like take his time <laughs> yeah and we're really hanging out we're kind of just like waiting yeah. you know like yeah. he's He's not like employable. He's not like a responsible person. Right? Yeah. So I went in there and I remember, first of all, I remember he had like a gun on the table. So I was already. And this is another Jewish kid, like Jewish kid nah. from the neighborhood. Oh, okay. Okay. So I'm he, like, damn, bro. He's out here doing his thing. All right. <laughs> no, not Jewish. He had a gun. Not that I know. Of. Uh, <laughs> and he like, which to me, like made me mad uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is not, I don't want to be around this gun. So anyways, but he had a booth. Hmm. Um, that he had just like built with you know dime bag money or whatever he yeah and and I was just kind of like got up the nerve to be like I rap and he's like oh yeah (laughs) I'll give you this free bag so he sent like he always used to rip us off and then he sent me into the the booth and I started rapping obviously like I'm pretty nice at rapping did it have like the cup holders on the wall and shit for soundproofing I don't remember it's like damn near 20 years ago (laughs) so I did it and he was just like, he's like, you come back here, come back here. We're going to make money together. We're going to get money. Yeah. And like, I had the sense at that time to know that was not going to be my business partner moving <laughs> forward. But like, I felt like I had somewhat arrived. Yeah. I was like, well, the drug dealers know I got it. Do you happen to, re- you know, do you happen to remember some of your bars from that time? The shit that you were rapping about? That was probably a little more advanced. But I remember like some of my first rhymes. So, yeah. so corny, but like. Yeah, what were you rapping about? I understood how rap worked. I was like, I'm a lyrical magician. The mic's my magic wand. I flow like a river. You flow like a pond. Oh, shit. And when I said flow like a pond, I was like, I get rap. I understand. I understand it works. You flow like a pond. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, corny, but, like, I get it. Yeah. And so, okay, so you you start rapping for you. That was my first bar, like, ever. Oh, really? But I used to rap in the shower incessantly. Yeah. And I would bang on the wall mm-hmm. as my beat. So like, Yo, well, how old are you? What, 34. 34, okay, so I'm 30. But you were, yeah, you were, I mean, I'm sure they were doing that. Because I was in middle school, you were in high school at that point. I mean, I'm sure you remember when Grinded came out and everybody was in the cafeteria making that beat on the table and shit. And everybody rapped to that. I went to Northwest Yeshiva High School, man. I went to a Jewish religious high they school. They weren't fucking with clips out there? 
I was. Yeah. And like my crew that I had put on yeah. to it, but like there was no like cipher going on. Damn, man. Oh, those were good times, bro. When that beat came out, everybody everybody thought they could be a rapper. Yeah. But yeah. that was my yeah, that was my yeah, that was your vibe. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was the beat that I could produce for myself. I got you, got you. So okay, so you 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 rap for your dealer. He's like, "Yo, we're gonna make some money together." Where do you go from there? Because it's my like second. So my second real rapping occurrence. So that I'm I'm very Jewish as we're getting into, but like <laughs> my cousin used to run like the JCC events, like the Jewish Community Center. Okay, word. And he was like, "I think we want to do a rap battle." And I was like, "Time me up." So, they could only come up with three rappers. Yeah. So it was like me, this guy from the community who was like a little older. Um, he was probably like 30. Yeah. <laughs> no, not 30, but like 25. Yeah. Like yeah 16. Yeah. And then they had to go get some other guy. Mm -hmm. um, so was there like a, a a limit on what you could talk about? No. Nah. No, they were just like, yo, just say whatever. They didn't say that, but I didn't ask. And I was like, yeah. there's no way I'm censoring myself <laughs> when I rap for yeah. like the first time on stage. So anyways, the other kid who was rapping, he was nice. Um, his name was Phil. Mm -hmm. Filthy Phil at the time. Word. That's not a bad name. And he already had like a music video out and stuff. And yeah. he's like, like I saw that and was like. This is the older guy. dude. No, no, no. This, this guy's like, was a year younger than me. Okay. But okay. he was like, I think he was like signed to some little indie record label. And I hadn't done anything. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I did not understand like making a song or mm -hmm. like hard work or like, you know, I was just. I don't say I was a fuck up, but like I wasn't doing much, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, well, you started smoking weed. W yeah, smoking weed, drinking, smoking cigarettes, playing basketball. Yeah. Which that didn't really come <laughs> together very well, but like those are things I took seriously at the time. Yeah. Um, so I. Anyways, my they gave me the ringer mm. in the first round. So the ringer being the person they brought in. Yeah. But I got him. I like fair and square like. He was like from like some like hip hop community center thing, mm -hmm. which like whatever that means, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but he was wearing like a sweater vest with like a collar underneath. Yeah. Okay. Word. But that was like a thing you could do then. He wasn't like he was like I think he was like a Filipino guy or something. Mm -hmm. And I just I made some reference to him being from like his crew being J Crew. Yeah. And he was like done. Yeah. <laughs> and then. And how many people were in the crowd for this? Was it like a you know. I want to say thousands, but it was probably like 30. I don't 30, know. Yeah. No, maybe a little more. Yeah. Because it was the end. Parents and shit too? No, or it was like kids? a weekend retreat. Just kids. Parents would have been. <laughs> it was like the weekend retreat. Word. Okay, okay. For okay. the kids. And it was like the entertainment. Yeah. So then anyway, so Phil handles the other guy. Because mm -hmm. Phil was nice. And then something, that's when I really became a rapper. Something took over my my soul yeah and i just like blacked out on him mm. like blacked out like like he remembers it now like we <laughs> you talked still talk yeah so i felt like and my my first like girlfriend was there you yeah know? it was like a it was a good moment word hell yeah the ride home in the plymouth voyager was like word and uh, and how how far or how long in between that and to the time where you're like fuck it i gotta record a song so long long time yeah. It was kind of, you were still doing, were you doing any more, like, oh, you said you were rapping with your friends and shit, but did you do any more, like, local, kind of, like, community center shows or anything like that? No. So I got rapped a couple times on record. Not really on record, like, recording over instrumentals because someone had, like, some, like, USB mic or something. Yeah. You know? um, but I didn't do any, any real music until after college. Okay. Um, 
Damn, after college? For real? I went to college. I studied journalism and political science, and I was like... So that's when I got sober, mm-hmm. like, before college. So then when I went to college, I was, like, super laser-focused. Like, yeah. Summa cum laude, you know, like, on it. Um, so I was just like... But I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just knew, like, I had to be a workaholic now cause, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> because, like, I couldn't do anything else. Uh, and then... I was at my first job and I started like getting the itch to like really rap mm-hmm. and I had one friend uh, Kyle Raps I uh, yeah I'm familiar with the name yeah so he's a really good friend of mine and he was a rapper okay and he like he had a song with Karis One and he had a song with like Homeboy Sandman and he was doing like mm-hmm. real shows at like Southpaw and stuff so like he was the only like real rapper that I knew yeah but yeah. I saw that it was like possible mm-hmm. you know I think a big part of this is just like you have to like believe it's gonna happen yeah action. Um, so I just told him, I was like, I think I want to like rap like for real. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, if you're serious, like come over and I'll record you. And so I went over there the next week and I recorded like three songs, mm-hmm. like three whole songs. The first time I was like, and that was my first mixtape was called crack. And I just had all these like rhymes and thoughts in my head yeah. from all the years. So like the mixtape came out in like, in like a few months, I had like 10 songs. And I was Word. Like, okay. What was the response to it? It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, it was very raw. I don't think the I don't think the music was very good, mm. but the response was good because it, you know, when like somebody comes into the, a lot of people do things, you know, and mm. like when someone does it, and it's clearly like, you oh, can tell yeah, there's something really there, yeah, 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 like and it's like people get excited, you know. Word. Um, so that was my first project, and then my very next project was one with Mishka. That's what I was about to say, yeah, because, well, because is Mishka still around? They're around, they're, but they're not, like... Because they used to have a store right next to, like, Kid Super, right? Wasn't it, like, right down there on yeah, that kind of block? They don't, I don't think they have a physical location. They're, like, okay. in Zoomies. Oh. <laughs> and, like, not fucking with rappers. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we, well, yeah, that's so... I mean, that's crazy, though, to go from... I shouldn't say that. I don't know what they're doing. But yeah. But I, I don't see them, like, putting out... That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't... their blog. I don't see any of their clothes or anything anymore. I feel like the only people who else I saw, like, representing Mishka were, like, the dudes from... Uh, that one dude from uh, Workaholics. Like, he was heavy in that. They were, like, pushing him a I lot. Mean, when they pushed me, yeah, like, Mishka was, was popping. That's what I'm saying, because it was, like, you go from dropping, like, your first mixtape to, like... Esquire's project, yep. which was a crazy project, and, like, Das Racist stuff, um, Young Lean. Mm-hmm. Um, they ended up putting out Kyle rap shit with Hefna Guap. I threw a little alley-oop. Yeah. <laughs> Let me, uh, hook me up. Yeah. Um, well, it's crazy to go, because... To go from a first mixtape, like actually, oh, they put out went. World's Fair stuff too. I think they oh World's Fair shit. Like, that group, I think yeah. they did. Th- they definitely were like they were had their hand in like all the alternative like underground New York. Yeah, because yeah, I was just saying because you go from a mixtape to that like that was like a big scene in New York like during an early time, and I know you remember that time like early 2013, 2014. Like the scene in New York was just like totally different. So it was a magical totally time. Different, yeah. It was totally. a magical time for real. Yeah. yeah, I try not to be like a nostalgic old person, like, mm-hmm. being like, but like, it was different. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you go, you get to Mishka, and then where where does the collective come into play? The Flatbush Collective, kind of the inner city kids thing. So I had. Okay, so once I decided, since I'm like the workaholic type, once I yeah. decided to really rap, I was like on it. Yeah. Um, and I was like going to open mics by myself. 
Like, did you ever go to any of those uh, those Vans open mics? Remember when Vans used to do like the open skate on Wednesday, and it was like open skate, and then they also had like the the, the room where you could sign up for open mics and shit. I might have been over my open mic stage by the time that happened. Yeah, I don't know what year that was, but like when I first, I mean when I first started, yeah, like, I had never done a real show by myself. I was like, well, I just have to go to open mics. Mm-hmm. It's just like what I would tell people to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I went and I went to one that was in Harlem, just because so random. Just my friend who I worked with at the Sock Man. Mm-hmm. It was like a store where we sold it, socks. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. It's he, in the lower, in the East Village, right, or something? Yeah. yeah. He was like, you should go to this open mic. I know these kids in Harlem have some cool stuff going on. And there was a guy named Nice in Harlem. No. He's that guy on the scene. I don't I don't know him. But yeah. he had an open mic, and and I was rapping. And ASAP Rocky was there rapping. Word. Like, this is like right before he blew up. And... Uh, there was Joey and Jonah. Two guys from ICK were there, and they're like, oh, you're dope. Yeah. And I stayed in contact with them, and then I ended up from this other open mic I was doing in Queens, which was, like, at a coffee shop, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was all comedians um, and, like, singer-songwriters, and then I get up and do, like, some really vulgar, like, <laughs> yeah. like really just, like, scream at them in this coffee shop. They'd be like, oh, that's good. Uh, <laughs> so, but there was somebody there who took note of the fact that, like, it was pretty good and they gave me like this residency in the financial district at this venue so like do a show once a month mm-hmm. so i didn't know that many people and i met jonah and joey so i was like you guys want to put your people on yeah so they put like the inner city kids that were at that point um yeah. so we did a show together and then they're like do you want to just do this with us and i was like yeah well fuck it yeah that's cool because yeah, i i uh i got put on to them through brooklyn college like when i went there i I don't think Spaceman lived in the dorms with us, or did he at some point? I don't think so. You, you, uh, yeah, I forgot how I got introduced to Spaceman, and then I got introduced to uh, Trevor. I think it's Trevor's, right? Trevor Watts? Trevor? Uh, think Watts. Yeah, I think Watts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, I, his name's Trevor, though, right? Yeah, but he yeah. used to get mad at me when I call him Trevor. Tre- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember them. I remember... Uh, uh, what's I mean, A.B. Gohard. A.B. was my favorite, I think, out of the group. Mine yeah, he's so fucking dope. <laughs> I follow him on Instagram still. He like I, he like disappeared for a long time, and then he's I don't, I don't know. He just, he just like he was randomly on was on Twitter there. though. I think was he? Yeah, oh, okay. Well, I don't have a Twitter. Gotta know where to look. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, so you get into that that whole collective thing, and we'll, what happens from there? Like you guys start kind of rocking as a crew and, and doing shows together. Or? Yeah, I mean it was like doing shows and doing videos together and doing songs together. Yeah. I feel like at the time it was like very much a crew oriented scene yeah it was it was which i think is dope um and it kind of allowed people to build it in a different way because you had like if you put it in a pyramid it was like okay yeah like asap mob who like really had tentacles like all over like mm-hmm. they they knew people like they were really out here they didn't just like they weren't like industry plants yeah know? and then, like it's like flatbush zombies underachievers achievers pro era and then Joey Badass kind of like yeah, know, and even like Action Esquire, a little like less connected. But then you have like World's Fair, mm-hmm. Tan Boys. Damn Tan Boys, I haven't heard. Fucking, and then it was like ICK. Yeah, um, I feel like there's also like Tribe Gang from Staten Island. Who had yep, I know Manolo. Manolo and I went to college together. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I know a couple of those guys. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, there was a whole bunch of crew like crew things going on. Oh, there was uh, SRSG, the 
uh, uh, Black Stone, Dave and them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like William Wilson. There were, yep, yeah. I saw I saw Wilson uh, like maybe a couple of weeks ago. I saw him at a bar just like chilling. I was like, yo, like I haven't seen this man in years. Um, it's cool. It's cool. There's just like, so when somebody did something with somebody, it could help elevate. Yeah. Like, I swear, a lot of the reason why I got on like noisy and hype beast and stuff was like really because ASAP blew up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like indirectly. Cause they're like, what's going on in New York now? Yeah. You know? Well, I saw you. I I was going through. I was scrolling through your Instagram uh, the other day, or it was yesterday or something, or something. And I was just like looking at your posts and stuff. And I saw you posted about that ASAP mixtape, the Rocky mixtape or whatever, and how uh, yeah that changed kind of like everything. For a long for a long time, I didn't even really like talk about that. Yeah. Because it felt like dick riding or something. Mm-hmm. But like whatever, I'm over it. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. Enough, I can say like that's what happened. Yeah. No, um, it was a crazy moment. Yeah. yeah. And that's that comes from that's not from the time you you met him when you said you met him first, right? That's only, that, that's the only time I ever met him. That's the only time you ever met him. Okay, 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 okay. Because that's not true. I saw him like one other time. Yeah. Now, do you do you still keep in contact with with a lot of the guys, a lot of members from from Inner City Kids, or? No, not really. No. Yeah, no. I Spaceman. I used to fuck with Spaceman. I haven't. Heard, I was going through your guys' uh, old YouTube videos. I was like, damn, he doesn't put anything out anymore. He put out. A- project i think i don't know it's not like i don't have any bad blood yeah like people you know what i mean like people have kids like people stuff yeah the brands people do their thing it's hard to 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 keep a crew together like when especially like during a time where everybody's kind of like figuring out where they're going individually you know what i'm saying so then when you started getting like everybody started getting their own like attention in certain ways and you know it's just hard to keep people together right yeah and i mean i think like crews are fun and i think they can work to like i think they work better in that initial stage Mm -hmm. where it's like if you have 10 people affiliated with you and you need to like show that you have a movement like it's going to be a lot easier yeah because they're going to bring four people each and if they're kind of popular kids and then like everyone knows who you are yeah but like once you reach a certain place where you like have some momentum then that like local thing still matters but it doesn't matter as much yeah yeah and then you have like i don't know that it's like really hard to be like a professional rapper yeah you know what i mean like to be like so you see a lot of these crews like there's kind of one person who breaks through and then you see who like understands what it takes to yeah and like that's just that so Okay, so so that whole thing kind of like you know pass everybody kind of goes their own ways or whatever with with inner city kids. What was what were the next steps for like music? Cause that wasn't even about ICG. That's just like in general all these crews. Yeah, yeah, just but like when when all when all that ended and kind of everybody went their separate ways and you were kind of just doing music by yourself. What was that process like? Did you take? Did it feel weird coming out of like a collective and being back by yourself? No, because, I mean, I was always, like, a solo artist. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't, like, no. Yeah. I mean, if you look at, like, I think there was, like, no. Like, I was always, like, doing it mostly, like, myself. Yeah. You know? And then the... If you just look at the features and the production, like, I was, I was kind of everywhere. Yeah. And what, what was, because you guys, the, the, the collective never came out with a, a tape right we were going to it never came never out. came out okay word yeah because I, I i definitely like working with kamal was big because he's a great producer yeah 
and we kind of continued after that. Are you still? You guys are still working together? Haven't for a while. Yeah, but we'll see. Yeah, and so what's what's up with the music now? Like, cause we're gonna get into where what kind of shit you're working on now, but um, I'm just it just it's oh wait okay this is what I wanted to talk to you about. What was uh I was trying to think of the name. What was the distribution service that you were using through uh that was connected with Mass Appeal? Deacon, right? Decon and Massville were like the same company. Yeah. Um, do you remember? Do you still have? What do you do? Ever do? Remember when I gave you? I was like work. I was working for Massville at one point. And I was. I've been meaning to ask you. That's why I was like trying to think through what I was like forgetting what I was saying there for a second because I was like trying to remember. Uh, what mixtape was it? What was it? I remember I was like working for Massville and I like potential opened, fans. That's the name of the mixtape. Okay, work. Because I know the song is potential fans, but uh, I remember I found literally like a stack of like all all the old mixtapes that you had and i gave them to you i remember at one point oh, yeah. yeah what did, what ever happened with those did you ever like keep any of them or do you still have one or because that was yeah, years ago somewhere. i sold those yeah word hell yeah like potential fan <laughs> yeah yeah that was probably my most popular project yeah uh it's hard to say because like platforms change and numbers change but like merc potential fans or c red i think See red. Yeah. See red. And what was the the project? Because you, didn't you release another project after Potential Fans? I released a lot of projects. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to. It was Crack, Merc, You Wouldn't Know, Homeless, Off the Ground, See Red, Raw Every Day. And I'm I'm missing some. I had more yeah. projects than that. Work. <laughs> but Let, let's tap into like the the whole like touring process because ever since I mean the whole pandemic's been going on for two years now. But I used to see you do a lot of show, shows like overseas. Um, tell me about like the fan base that you have over there because I feel like everybody kind of knows like or I feel like it's well known within like the industry that like a lot of these like European fans tend to be like more of a fan better yeah, yeah they're just they're really better yeah they're better fans yeah yeah talk, talk to me about that experience and like when's your next plans to kind of go back overseas and where are your favorite cities to to perform and shit out over there um yeah i mean basically my overseas career is like france um and french-speaking countries around us are like france belgium switzerland yeah. um i even have fans in like Morocco and Algeria and Tunisia and stuff, mm -hmm. like French-speaking North Africa. Um, yeah, I think the first thing that happened, well, first, yeah, they're just generally they love underground rap and yeah. they love underground culture and they love New York culture. Mm -hmm. So something like has a New York aesthetic, like it has a good chance of doing well. Yeah, they're on it. Um, but beyond that, I think it was after I put out Merc, that mixtape. Um, there was a festival called B Street. Mm -hmm. And I was really like, I wasn't like, you know, I kind of just started. It was like my second mixtape ever. Yeah. <laughs> but they wanted to bring me out there to perform. I was not ready, but I did it. Um, and they put like a five page spread in this like magazine. And I think Underachievers performed also. Okay. And like Reggie Snow. Damn, Reggie Snow. Didn't, doesn't he go by like a different name now or something? Uh, I don't know. I feel like you train. I remember he went goes by a different name. I mean, my bad. I didn't mean to. No, no problem. I feel like 
all the people who blew up on the blogs still have their own lane, but you don't hear about them because there's no common place for them to be heard about. Yeah. So it just, like, seems like they fell off even though they're, like, touring and, like, bigger than they ever were. Yeah. So I think Reggie Snow is, like, popping. But like, he's still Reggie Snow. Um, but anyways, he did that. Maybe he's not. But he did that show. It was just that era of people, and that kind of got it started. And then they started, like, playing my music videos on TV out there. Okay, um, word. And just this is just off the strength of somebody introducing their mixtape, or somebody finding your mixtape. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't do anything. Okay. Like, yeah, you had, like, nobody out there that was like, yo, I'm going to play this for somebody. Damn, that's cool. No, Power of the internet, man. Yeah, I mean, I think once... Sorry. Oh, I thought that was mine. Okay. I think once, like... I think it was, like, the, the bigger blogs. You yeah. Know? I think, like, they look for that. Um... But yeah, um, yeah, I think they just saw me on like noisy, and that pretty much saw me on noisy. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what was it like performing out there? You said you weren't ready. So, well, were you? How do you feel like you weren't ready? You just felt like I was just mad nervous. Nervous word. And like for me, like I was like, it was hard to like get into it because they they asked me to do like an hour set. God least, damn! And like I had two mixtapes. Yeah. So, like, what's an hour of music when... So, they, like, play every song you've ever made. Yeah. It's like, I didn't perform most of the songs most of the time. So, like, or ever, like, a lot of them. So, why would I play, like, you know, the deep cuts from my first mixtape mm -hmm. or whatever? So, I was, like, really stretching my catalog. Yeah, were you doing, like, a little bit of crowd work and shit? A little bit, but, like, I just wasn't... Like, I'm... My shows now are, like, crazy. Like, I'm yeah. not saying that because, like, but, like... It's two things. One, like, all my songs before, they used to call me, like, the monotone. Yeah, monster, I remember that. You know? I remember that phase. Well, so those aren't good live. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was just like, I mean, they could be if I presented it right, but, like, I wanted it to be hype. Yeah. And, like, the songs were too slow. Mm. So, like, I was kind of, like, fighting an uphill battle. Um, and I was just nervous. And I didn't have that many good songs. So, like, now when I perform, I have, like, enough songs at a certain speed. And a certain level of aggression that yeah. like I can like feel comfortable like floating through the set, you know. But this, yeah, it was like a struggle. I don't think it was like a struggle. I think they're like, oh, good rapping guy, you know. But, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it wasn't like. Did it? Lit. Did it feel like it was like taking forever? Was time was moving slow when you were up there? Or were yeah, you kind of just like, like? Usually, once I start, like nowadays, when I start performing, and for most of my career, like when I start performing, like I'll be nervous before, and then once I start, like I just like. Yeah. Lights out doesn't matter. Mm. And yeah, there there was like too much time to think and like too many people yeah. that, that I could like see. You know, it was daytime at like a festival. Word. Who wants to who wants to listen to rap music during the day? Yo, you know it, I, mean? I, I never understand I, that. I don't have any experience with that, but I, I do remember like feeling like that like when I used to play baseball in, in college and high school, it was like, bro, I don't even want to fucking play this game unless it's nighttime and who wants to play a fucking day game, bro? This shit is boring, bro. Like nobody wants to be outside during the day doing cool shit, you know? No, I agree. I don't maybe like folk music. Yeah, know? that works. I feel like passive music. Yeah. Just like Music you just hear, yeah, you Nobody hear the jump up and down at two p.m. Yeah, for real. All right, so what? So the tours, uh, you doing a lot of French, like over in France, is very popular. Um, I don't want to stick too much on the touring, but I want to, I want to switch over because you got a lot of things that you you are working on and that you're a part of. 
the next thing I want to touch base on is what was originally known as the Big Bang Show, which is now Two and Two and Friends, which is the podcast with you and Jay Hart. Mm-hmm. How I mean, I kind of know how the friendship with you and Jay Hart started. You know, kind of through this music shit, you guys kind of connected. Uh, how did it come to start that podcast, and what was the what was the idea behind the rebranding? So, Jay Hart started this podcast like. A million years ago. Yeah. He, like, started it in France. Yeah. And, like, and then he moved to the UK and now, and then brought it to New York. Mm-hmm. So that's all him. But he was, so Fifth God was leaving. Yep. And he stopped working with uh, Jacina, whatever. He needed more hosts. Yeah. Um, and he was just kind of, like, talking to me about it. And I was thinking, like, Cause I've been doing the Monday Night Raw thing. I don't know if you ever saw that. Yeah, yeah. Where, you- where I was doing like music reviews mm-hmm. once a week, and I was like getting a lot of like traction from people there, like building a big like email list, and was like, oh, like maybe there's. I was always afraid to do stuff like that before. I yeah. I was always like, I'm a rapper. If I do anything else, then I'm giving up on rap, and like my brand is tarnished. It's just like stupid. You know, like yeah. that's not really how things work in 2022. Mm-hmm. So, so I just kind of realized like, oh, I don't look like less of a rapper if I have a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It's just another, another avenue that you can. To me, there was a time when I thought that you were less of a rapper if you yeah. had like other avenues, you know, which, is, which is like, it's just not how things work anymore. You know, like more is more. It's yeah. Not like you can't live off mystique. Like nobody cares. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so, so anyways, and it just sounded like an interesting thing to do, like. I like talking to... That's artists. what I was going to say. Were you, I mean, outside of recording and being in a studio recording music, was there any time where you thought about doing, you know, like... Because you said you went to school for journalism. So uh, I kind of... I went to school for television radio communications, but I started off in journalism and I switched over. But, like, was there any idea of, like, having a show for yourself or before before you guys met? Was that ever an idea in your head that you wanted to do something like that? No. I think I was stuck on, like, Word. I'm doing the art stuff. Yeah. Um... But also, I always thought of myself more as like a, a writer, because I like I would, I thought of writing articles, but I didn't think of doing a yeah. podcast. But I realized during Monday Night Raw that like I liked talking to people, and like I kind of always thought that I was like too low key mm-hmm. to like carry a show or something, or like, and then I realized like oh, there's a place for that. Yeah, like, and yeah, and if you and if you've built up a fan base to where you have now, like you know people are gonna tune in, you know people are gonna ask questions it kind of like flows with itself once you have that that solid base you know what i mean yeah and so anyways the podcast two or the show with jay hart yeah it's on represent radio so it's like actually on fm in in Mm. london which is cool and gives us some like cachet and allows us to like reach out to bigger guests yeah Uh, we've had some really dope people also i just like at this point in my life like i'm trying to be of service you know and like i do think that if I can like give a platform to dope people, like mm-hmm. I'd like to do that. Yeah, uh, I know that sounds. I don't know if that sounds like bullshit, but it's true. no, it's yeah, yeah for real. Say so, yeah, that's cool. Uh, I mean, I I I have seen some of the guests. I know you've had Chris. You had Chris Rivers on there before, I, I believe, right? That was, that was before I was on the show. Before you were on the show, okay. And I saw the one you have the bikers. The two, the recent one, it was with the the bike BMX team. Was it a BMX team? No. So we've had a 
few dope guests recently, but we had public housing skate team. Skate team, that's what it is. Okay. Their brand, have you seen their brand? I, I checked it out. I did it. It looks really fucking cool. Yeah, they're like, yeah. they're gonna be huge. All right. I saw, yeah, when I saw, I clicked their link or their, their Instagram page and checked it out. Their shit is dope. And they were just so low key in the sense that, like, everyone claims that, like, I don't chase things, I just detract. You know, like, everyone says that. And mm. everyone's, like, totally full of shit. Yeah. And, like, they're on that. Like, they know they're cool. Like, yeah. shit just comes to them. Word. Um, so I, I see big things for them. A similar mentality and really, really gifted. We had Mavi. Mavi, who's, who's Mavi? He's a rapper. Um, he's blown up. He just went on tour with, like, Jack Harlow. But he's a... Is it? He works with Earl Sweatshirt and uh, Alchemist. Did you hear uh, Earl's new project? No, it's so yet. fucking good, dude. I didn't listen. To it. It's so good, bro. I usually I was telling him I was like, yeah, I, I usually can't listen to more than like one or two Earl Sweatshirt songs back to back, but I you can run that project straight through. It's dope. Yeah. I mean, I, li- I like I like Earl Sweatshirt a lot. Yeah, but Mavi's like a similar vein, but how do you spell his a name? A little different. Um, M A V I. Okay, no. Oh yeah, you sleep. He's like. I'll check him out. Bye. Um, we had like Lou the Human on mm-hmm. recently. Like he can wrap his ass off. So, uh, do you guys focus mostly on like musicians, like musical artists, for you guys to show, or like uh, what's like the? No, we had uh, this guy uh, like a machine on Instagram, who's like a Fuji sponsored photographer. Okay. Um, and he just made a book like about 2020, just like. He's a street photographer, but, like, the whole pandemic, he was just, like... Documenting shit. In Alphabet City, just, like, yeah. taking pictures of people outside, and, like, it's, it's cool. Um, we had Adrian Young. Okay, I know Adrian Young. He's, like, pretty serious yeah. musician. Um, mm-hmm. We had, uh, I think, Jeff Chang and Davey D, I think. Jeff Chung. Who's that? Where are they I'm from? I'm messing up. Um, I want to make sure I get his name right. <laughs> uh, but they wrote... Um, a famous hip-hop history book. I forgot what it's called. Okay. I just messed the whole thing up. But yeah. anyways, <laughs> they were really dope. Um, we had Kish Cash. Do you know Kish Cash? Nah, you're dropping a whole bunch of people I'm not familiar with. He's and I feel from, like I'm like always on top of shit, too. He's from London, um, and he's like one of the biggest sneakerheads in the world. Okay. But I know him personally. He's just like the coolest guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you come to London and you're dope, like Kish Cash, like, basically meets you at the airport and just like takes you everywhere and yeah, like, yeah, shows you everything that's cool um yeah he's like a cultural ambassador yeah man I don't know. oh yeah chuck strangers okay yeah um, i know chuck he's dope um who who is like who are some like <clears throat> like ideal guests that you'd like to have on here you know like on your show like if you could have anybody like two two people you could shoot think of off the top of your head that if you had anybody no matter what like you you could just get them on the show who would you want to talk to the truth is i'm just gonna start mentioning people that people never heard of (laughs) i'm not really interested in interviewing famous people yeah yeah, i got you it could be anybody man yeah it doesn't um, have to be famous there's a couple artists it's funny that you say this because i could probably just dm them yeah be like yo you want to see the show um there's one called one guy named Anton Taylor White, who's an artist in Brooklyn. Okay. He's a painter. He's doing crazy stuff. Um, I'd like to get him. A guy named uh, uh, Antoine Horphy is a French artist who does. I mean, I'm just being selfish. These are people who just like do paintings that I'm. Into. Bro, it could be anybody but, you want, uh, man. 
Yeah, I'm also like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm interested in politics too. Mm-hmm. You know, so I might, I might get you know, somebody. In yeah, that vein. I don't even want to get into the politics when I. I don't want to talk about it. Trust me, I don't want to either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, yeah, I feel you because like, like a lot of the guests, uh, a lot of the guests on this show have been like creatives of some sort, like musicians or people who work in like marketing or you know I, we had some guy who, who does like who's like a chef you guess you consider him a chef yeah he he has like his uh own nut butter that's like super super pop, popping now um there's all types of shit but the goal i what i really wanted this show was to be i don't know if you're familiar with this youtube channel uh called soft white underbelly mm. nah so it's like this dude mark loyota or some shit mark Lyota or something from from la he he he's like got a spot on uh skid row essentially like in like a warehouse or whatever and he interviews like all types of people like pimps homeless people addicts like all types of fucking this crazy seems a little different <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a little different but eventually like, i wanted to get to a more like a investigative journalism type five you know what i'm saying where i'm like interviewing like people who live like intriguing lifestyle like crazy lifestyles that's where yeah. i would like it to be like so if i could interview anybody it's like just like uh I'm damn. I wish I. I wish we could fucking. I wish I would have got that dude's number that rap for me on the fucking, on the fucking in front of the deli. It was for, this one dude, uh, like like a year ago, like rap for me. Like he he saw me in the deli and was like, "Yo, man, what's up?" Like act like he knew me. And we were. He was like, "Yo, man, I, remember I, we were talking last week?" Blah blah. He's like, "Come on, step outside with me for a minute." He started rapping. He had like a fucking. He's like, "Yo, I just got out of prison." He had like a whole fucking scar. He's like a homeless dude. And he just started spitting bars for me, and I was like, yo, it's just not that bad, yo. Like, and I was like, he was like, yo, man, we gotta talk, we gotta talk. And I got his, like, he gave me some, like, BS Twitter, but it, there was no, like, I couldn't find it. And I was like, I really wanna do shit like that, like, where it's, like, people from the neighborhood or people from, you know. What, where was the bodega? This was, uh, over off Woodbine Central. Something tells me if you. I trust me, I look. I trust me, bro. I couldn't find him, dude. That nobody knew? Well, he said, also, he is kind of fucked up, but he he was like, he was staying, he was like, fuck, he was like dying from cancer. He had cancer or some shit. So he might not be around anymore, but, I mean, we lived there for like another year after I saw him. I never saw him again, so. so Fuck. Man, it's fucked up. But, yeah, that's where. You're never going to get your dream interview. (laughs) (laughs) That's my dream interview, the guy from the fucking bodega. Uh, all right, cool. It's it's funny, man, because like there's so, there's so many uh, podcasts now. Like, what do you do? You guys just do it? Was there like an ultimate goal for you guys, or is it kind of just like, yo, we just have fun doing this, and it's and it's uh, it's nice to keep people, you know, informed of what we're doing, and just co- continuously putting content out. Um, yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of podcasts, and there's a lot of like entertainment sources and like gossip and you know whatever and i guess for us it was like kind of just be like the antithesis of like clickbait yeah you know like it was like we just want to talk to people who are dope Mm -hmm. and like not like trick them into saying something that's like yeah interesting like we just want to talk here about that yeah and like trust that there's a place for that and Mm -hmm. like and we also both have like very wide networks internationally but also like in new york mm-hmm. uh like we've also had people from lambs yep um we had stevie um whatever we've had a lot of people like in the new york scene yeah and you know and then for selfish reasons like grow our network 
you mm. know, like it's a good way to meet people to be like, Hey, can I do you a favor and put you on FM radio? They're like, yeah, 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 <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, it's like a cooler, easier way to yeah. like make a connection with someone. All right, good. Yeah, no, it, it's for me. Yeah, the podcast like started off, it was just like I just wanted something to, to have for myself, you know, where it was just like felt like I was putting content out, and, and again, yeah, it was like making context and being able to like have like I consider like this like the podcast like a digital resume right yeah. of like what you can do if you st if you go to the next level or you know what i mean shit like that that's the way i always thought about it no i think that's a smart way to think about it also like i don't know what the podcast is going to be exactly yet, yeah it's only been a few months mm. and like i know that i i'm interested in like presenting my perspective um and i think that no, I don't think, like, I'm not, like, Einstein, you know what I mean? But I think I have a unique perspective Yeah. on music and culture because, like, I'm I'm not, like, a pretentious elitist, mm -hmm. but I'm also not, like, a populist egalitarian. You know what I mean? Like, I think some shit's good, some shit's not. And, like, but I'm also open to artsy shit. Yeah. And to raw shit. I just, like, I guess I can, like, I can't go to a museum with, like, pretentious foo-foo people who, like, never listened to a rap song before mm -hmm. but i also just like need some fine art also yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? so like i think that there's a voice there to be had who were who were uh who were some of the artists that you were like really fucking with right now visual artists or music visual and musical honestly for the last like couple years i've been listening to a lot less rap mm -hmm. um Nothing to do with like the state of the rap game, just has to do with the state of my mental health. Um, Speak, oh wait, how, what do you mean about that? What do you mean? Oh, I just meant like, well. I feel like, cause no, cause I. It's fine, but <laughs> what I mean is like with the pandemic, I feel like even before the pandemic, I was in this place where I like stopped chasing music success. Mm -hmm. um, where I was like getting to that place where yeah. I was like, I don't think that I compromised too much, but I definitely like got in this mental state of like, I need to make it, you know, like yeah. whatever that means, like whatever place I thought I needed to get to where like everything was going to like, you know, cascade me into the sunset. Mm -hmm. And like, I kind of started to slow down and be like, what do I actually want to do? Um, and started like taking care of myself. Yeah. Um, part of it was like a spiritual growth part of it was like having a very serious girlfriend who yeah. became my fiance congratulations again we Thank spoke you. about him all you. um so i kind of stepped back from not really from making music because like i like making music but like i just like wasn't creating these made-up rapper deadlines for myself and wasn't being like this i would treat every single song every single video every album like it was it was gonna change my life yeah, yeah which is an okay like energy to have to bring to something but it's kind of exhausting too it's exhausting and at a certain point it's not helpful yeah because you know back here you know like that's not true anyways like i've been doing this for 10 years you know what yeah I mean? um so what happened was i wasn't chasing stuff as much and then the pandemic came and it's like you can't chase it because yeah. like, nothing's happening <laughs> and i couldn't even go to the studio because none of the studios were open at the time mm. so i started drawing and like i've always drawn like if you saw my desk in school or even at work or anywhere like 
You were a doodler? Just posted notes with drawings all over yeah. My notebook's got drawings all over The table's got drawings. You know, like, I draw all the time, but, like, I never... Sort of like my rapping before I started rapping, where, like, I could rap, but I never made a song. Like, mm. I could draw, but I never, like, made a drawing. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason. Like, who knows? <laughs> but when the pandemic happened and I couldn't go to the studio, I just started drawing, and then I ended up with some uh, paint markers. And I just started... And no joke, I just started crying. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm supposed to be painting. <laughs> <laughs> For real? Yeah. Yeah, like, of course. Oh, this is the most fun I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Ever. Um, counting music, counting anything. Yeah. So I was like, oh, shit. Um, yeah. And I've just been painting ever since. Like, my whole apartment is just, like, filled with canvases. Yeah. And painting, like, big, big shit, you know? Yeah, yeah it's dope. It, it, um, and it, that's a good transition into talking about your artwork, too, because I feel like it's, like, it started recently and it's already like at a point where it's like, in my opinion, you, and you gotta, and you gotta break down like, cause I don't, I'm not like too crazy in the art world with terms when it comes to styles of art and things like that. Neither am I, but I'll <laughs> try your best. Yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, I just feel like you, it just went from like in the lamest way possible, zero to a hundred, like real quick with like the content of your art and how serious you took it. And, I feel like I've been, you know, and I and I pay attention to the posts and I read the comments and see people's reactions, and it seems to me that everybody is like really, really, really fucking with your shit. Yeah, that's a good review. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but like, put that on my website. Everybody's really, really fucking with this shit. Yeah, yeah. There you go, bro. Um, yeah, no, I'm really grateful. I was scared at first because um, I think when you're doing one thing for so long, mm. being music, I was like. People are gonna think I'm like having a midlife crisis if I start like painting and shit. Like, oh, I'm a painter. Now. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. be like, hey, you're done. Yeah, you know, like you quit. Yeah, um, and I and I haven't quit, so I like, I was a little scared, so I kind of was just sharing stuff initially with like people I was closer with, you know, mm-hmm. people who could give me some like constructive support criticism mm-hmm. rather than like you know just like internet because I definitely got mad people who were like stick to rapping. Yeah. You know? Definitely have mad people say that. And those are like the worst type of haters. Mm. You know, I just straight block them immediately. Like, I'm not, I'm not I don't care about the haters. Yeah, no, I wouldn't I waste want, it. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to hear that. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, because I would get angry. I'd be like, you're so goddamn stupid. <laughs> like, you would have told me not to rap in the first place. Too. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. I know who you are. But anyways, yeah, I started painting and I think like initially the style was very like kind of street just because that was kind of how my drawing always was. Mm. Um kind of like a lot of writing on it and like disturbing figures and like and then it like moved a little bit more towards like i don't want to say basquiat because like obviously he's a legend but like that style of like what kind of influences a lot of like the hip-hop yeah artists yeah you know today i've seen yeah it's a it's a it's a it's you start you're starting to see it a lot like that that style um i don't know if you're familiar with this other dude named Hygie. Yeah. Yeah, Haji. I, I met him back in the day off of uh uh when I was working at Milk Studios and shit with um Trevor Trevor or what's his name? Trouble Andrew, the dude Gucci Ghost or whatever. Okay. And uh that's how I got put onto his art and I see like like I'm not gonna say I see a lot of similarities because I don't see similarities, but I'm saying like the style of art. That's why I wanna like pick your brain like yes. is there like a, a, a term like that's what would that style be? Yeah, like, so that that is a style. I'm not sure what it's called. Mm-hmm. It's definitely I don't see that as my style. Yeah. I see that's like what I was doing initially. Yeah. Um, because that was just like what was native to me. Like, like when I look at music, like there's rap 
and then other music. You know what I mean? So I've always been like majority hip hop, basketball, yeah. street inspired shit. Um, but yeah, my style, there's guys like that. There's also like Kill Kaiser, who's really dope. Mm-hmm. He does stuff at Lambs with Ray Paint. He, they're like affiliated. There's another guy, uh, whatever. There's a, there's a lot of guys doing stuff like that that's really dope. For me, I was doing it and then I realized like, I was starting with these figures because it felt like safe. Yeah. Or it felt like show them that you can actually draw or do something they understand so they'll take your other elements serious. Word, word, word. And then at a certain point I was like, fuck that. Yeah. You know? Um, so, so my relationship to painting really changed. And at this point, I mean, my stuff's like pretty abstract. Yeah. Um, but I... But I'm not satisfied until like it takes some form. Mm. And it, initially, I wasn't satisfied until it took the form of like a figure or an identifiable thing. But now, I decide when the forms are complete. Yeah. yeah. So like, I mean, I'm really just learning, and my opinions on things like change drastically all mm-hmm. the time. But at this point, I'm like kind of figuring out the difference between a figure and a shape. Mm. Because they're different, you know. So like, it doesn't have to be an identifiable thing or a person or a place, and it can still have perspective and shading, and make you feel like it's exists within a world that you that you understand. Yeah. Um. So that's like kind of where I'm at with it right now. But I'm just like trying lots of stuff, um, lots of different mediums. Yeah. What's the? It's it's cool. To, it's an interesting thing that I was just thinking about while you're saying that was like the transition from like being a, a rapper to communicate with your fans to like now dealing with like art collectors <laughs> and like learning how to, to pitch your art. You know what I mean? What's that process like? It's been interesting. Like up until recently, I never like pitched it. You yeah. Know? Like I was just like, I'm just going to post it. Like I'm not, I'm not going to like try and sell this for probably for the same reason that I didn't like make a podcast, you know? Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I'm super cool. Like, you know, uh, but I've had people buy it. At first, people were like, oh, how much for that? And I was like, $300. They're like, okay, great. Yeah. And then I talked to some friends who are painters. They're like, like <laughs> yeah, you yeah. raise those prices. Yeah. Um, so I raised my prices yeah. significantly. Mm. Um, and it changes it changes everything. It changes the the people you're around, I would assume, too. Like the people that have that have the ability to purchase higher-end products. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... You don't, you're, you, the typical consumer doesn't have necessary, doesn't necessarily have like access to your stuff anymore, which is the next step, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard because like, I don't necessarily like that fact, Mm -hmm. but the truth is like financially, that's how it has to happen. Just doesn't make sense as a painter. So I think like, but I think I could take a double pronged approach, like two pronged approach because for every kid that hits me up like oh man how much for a painting and i know like they don't have the money for a painting it's like i have these prints you know and like i think it's about not losing Mm -hmm. any supporters yeah due to that price jump and it's also about not pricing your stuff too high you know like you don't want to like alienate yourself and you like you got to be you always got to be selling yeah you know so what's your yeah. web what's your website because i couldn't see it on your i didn't see it on your instagram um what do you mean to like buy paintings? yeah to buy paintings i don't you just gotta hit me up 
Okay. okay. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. We'll, we'll make sure you tag you on this, of course. Because the art game is like, I don't really know what's going on yet. Mm-hmm. I'm not like, I kind of understand the rap game. Yeah. The, like, I understand how to buy a feature, you know, get on tour, get fans. Yeah. Make sure fans still like you next year by talking. You know, like, I get it. Mm-hmm. But, like, the art game is like a whole wide world of shit going yeah. on. And, like, I think, like, posting my stuff with, like, the prices on is, like, not taste one. Word. Yeah. Well, hey, man, it's like, uh, I mean, I know somebody, I'm not going to say their name, but I don't know how. I'm going to sound fucked up. Their paintings fucking suck. Oh, wow. Their paintings fucking suck. Like, they're just, like, drawing, like, a painting like a sunset. You know what I'm saying? Like, a shitty sunset you would see, like, in a, in a paint and sip. Yeah. And they're, like, selling their shit for, like fucking thousand dollars bro and like three of them are sold i'm like what the fuck is going on dude like i need to start doing this is shit is this person famous no no nah, no nah, nobody just like i mean they're 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 not a nobody they're my friend like they're a friend but i'm not gonna say the name <laughs> 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 friend. Friend. Uh, but i mean constructively cri- being crit- critical here like that's pretty constructive <laughs> this, this shit sucks man this shit is not cool bro but uh, I, hey man uh, i guess the cool thing with my painting is like i'm not even thinking about that stuff yeah like I'm thinking about money. Like, I want to sell paintings and make money. But it's from a totally different place. Like, I got to the point with rap where, like, okay, what do I want? Like, I want to be on this big tour, and I want to be on this big website, and I want to be affiliated with these big rappers. And, like, it's all bullshit. And, like, with painting, I've gotten to a place with myself where it's like, what's my vision for it? my vision is like to paint really big shit yeah in like a really big studio word and the world can do whatever the fuck they want yeah. with it because i was just like and i really i've never been in that place before and everyone like says that like with me like just focused on my my art and i close out the world and I don't yeah, listen yeah. To other rappers when I'm yeah an album and all that shit and they're all lying yeah and most of them are lying and like i was lying when i said it before and i'm i'm just dead serious like it sounds like i feel like i'm lying yeah but like i'm not like i just want to paint mm-hmm. and i love painting so much mm-hmm. that like have you gotten your own studio yet or is that something you're still working on because no, i remember you my fiance I, needs me to get a studio <laughs> shit's my, filling up it's like <laughs> yeah i've been doing a lot of stuff on like 48 by 36 word okay which is like i want to go so much bigger but it's still big to have like 15 yeah. of those in your apartment you know? yeah now i have a i have a client for my company that i work for he's a painter and his like loft is like filled with shit and i'm like god damn it's like stacks yeah. of like huge canvases man i've been going to my roof now Lord. to paint i saw that i saw you spray paint the other day right that's kind of therapeutic i'm about to do this next project well i did a project last week where i worked with this photographer named pj lamb she's really dope from hong kong but she lives in paris in new york and she uh she took the photos but i painted these really big canvases the pink and blue ones and stuff yeah, i and saw I that yeah yeah that's cool it was like so much fun but i have an extra canvas from that that's like way too big to paint in my apartment Mm -hmm. it's like the size of this wall yeah that's like i'm just gonna take it up to my roof i'm gonna paint it and i'm gonna leave it up there yeah and like what happens what to get it weathered yeah whatever happens happens like that's part of my process is just like responding i think people have this idea about imagination that like that artists be like, okay, I'm gonna paint this giant blue thing with all these green spots, and the, you know, like, yeah, it's not what it is. Like, I don't have much of an imagination like that. Like, I never know what I'm gonna paint. Mm. I approach it with an with an idea, and the process of painting for me is like not about expressing my idea; 
It's about like getting rid of my ideas because they're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and like figuring out what looks best in reality. Mm. You know? So you start with your idea, but really to shed it. Not to, that's why when you see someone has an idea, you can tell when someone's like, I'm gonna paint this idea, it always yeah. looks stupid. You know, like our on an analytical level, like I don't think we're as good at art as we are, like just instinctively. And mm. like that's how my creativity works. I don't know what the point of that was, but like maybe that's interesting people. <laughs> no, it's you true. gotta you gotta talk this shit up. Yeah, buy it, you know. Yo, it's crazy. Uh, I've had two artists on the show. Uh, Ryan Bach, uh, you you might be familiar with his stuff. Uh, Bachhaus, Bachhaus. I think I. I, I saw it's a lot of black and white. It's all black yeah. and white, gray. Uh, he brought a painting with him. Nah, he brought his doll. He has like this doll named Calvin. It's oh, like full size doll that he brings with him everywhere. And he, and he does. You don't. I mean, I know what he looks like, but in all his pictures, he's got a ski mask on. Um, but the other dude who I had on, he had some shit really cool. And that just reminded me like trying to do big things. Like he, his art is kind of weird. I don't really know how to describe it. It's, it's dope, but, but he, he paints a lot of like astronauts and bouquets, like flowers with astronauts and shit. And, uh, he recently got commissioned by NASA. To, <laughs> yeah. Yo, his, his fucking painting was floating in space. Oh wow! They had that. Sh he, they brought it up on a on a space shuttle mission, bro. That's and a like, list thing. Yeah, yo, his shit got his shit was flying in space, bro. And then they auctioned it off, and uh, he sells a lot. His shit is crazy expensive, bro. But it's like, it's crazy the shit that you can do, man, with art and like connecting with like what the fuck connecting with NASA. NASA, bro. That's well, like, man, like that's insane, bro. Your painting was flying in space. I know everyone wants to like collab with Nike. Yeah, fuck that. I'd shit. rather collab with NASA. NASA. You get your shit in space, bro. You know what I mean? Have a painting on uh, the first civilization in Mars or something. Have it hanging up in the space room. That's really trippy to have your art. I bet very limited amount of art has been in space. Yeah. Probably more porn has been in space than art. Who knows, bro? It's crazy. That's just like, imagine, yeah, just imagine saying that. Just like, yeah, my shit, my shit's been in space, bro. I just gotta flip that as yeah. an NFT or something. But you've been, uh, you've been messing with like, uh, with your art, like you've been messing a lot more with like textiles and stuff like that, right? A lot of fat, like a lot of uh, textiles. Text. Um, not I mean, I haven't, but <laughs> what? <laughs> like you've been. I I remember it was like your last post. You were like been messing a lot more with uh, what was it? Shit. I should remember. What have I been messing with? Um, I've been like taking pictures of different textures. Mm -hmm. Um, it's this one right here. I think. Or wait. This one? I wish I want to work with textiles because like I want to learn how to sew and like really make crazy stuff. I thought because I thought you were, damn, you got so much shit on here. I don't know. It says something you've been experimenting with something. I forgot what it was. I, I know what you're talking about. What you I, know what? So what I've been doing is like, like I said, like my creative process is like starts with something, but it's really just about like how I can react. Like that's it's kind of like rap. You know what mm. I mean? Like the, you don't think. At least I don't make conceptual songs where I'm like, here's what the 16 bars are about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it has to react and respond to the ideas. Mm -hmm. that, you know? Um, yeah, so I've been doing this thing where I've been taking pictures with my phone of like random shit in the city, but also I've been taking a lot of pictures offline. Mm -hmm. A lot of pictures of like, like candid pictures of people I find are the best. I don't really like... Posed photos. Yeah, just just isn't the look that I'm going for. Mm -hmm. But I've been dealing with like a lot of nude women, but like, I don't wanna say like imperfect or something, but just like regular naked women, you know? Yeah. And like, 
at like a nude beach or something like just like a situation where like it's not like they're not like posing um taking that and then i'll print it out on a piece of paper just from my printer or it's just like a totally regular printer paper black and white mm. and then i'll take like copic markers and put in some like color and a lot of it i'll be i'll like flip it over draw color from the back back, back. and yeah. then so like there's like this is like hint of color and like kind of these like streaks and then i'll sometimes put some acrylic paint on it because like acrylic paint dries really fast and dries really hard um so it's not too messy to just like it won't like destroy the paper yeah um and then i'll take a photo of it and crop it down to size and then i'll mess with it digitally and then sometimes i'll print it out again yeah and then mess with that and then so just like this process and some of it i'm just like pulling things off my phone i use like uh microsoft paint 3d a lot because mm-hmm. you can use this magic select tool which basically cuts out what they think you want yeah, yeah you just trying to drag it around the but the i like object. using it in like a very random way okay so like i won't even like highlight i won't even change the crop i'll just do like what happens when i magic select the whole thing yeah and yeah, yeah. Be like, and yeah. Be like okay that part and then use it and see what happens um so yeah it's like an ongoing process i did something the other day that just like sometimes it works on the first go around you know like i'm not into the struggle for the sake of the struggle you know mm-hmm. like if, it, if something works immediately cool yeah usually it doesn't um so yeah that's like the digital side but i'm dabbling in like blender like the 3d animation stuff okay okay um just that i just learned what would you like to yeah what would what was, what's the idea behind that like what would you i have no idea the idea was like this seems cool and i feel yeah. like learning shit these days so like I'm going to try that, but to be honest, I know that for me, like, things are going to have to come back into the physical realm because making digital art is really fun. Yeah. Painting is, like... Better. It's better. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's better. Yeah. Are you ever you going to jump in the NFT game with your art? I haven't. I don't know. Like, I've read so much about it mm. and, like, listened to so many podcasts about it. You got to get in that metaverse, dog. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like I'm not techy enough to understand. I anything, I don't but, get it at all, bro. But I mean, I, I get it, and I just think it's at a point, anyways, where it's it's pretty oversaturated, mm. and you can't just like I couldn't do any type of like extended money grab. Maybe I could sell like one thing because I have like rap fans. Yeah, but I've seen these communities. I've gone into like the Twitter spaces and like you talk to people, and like. I don't want to say anything I'm going to regret, but there's a lot of people who are just totally full of shit. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not a technology expert, but I am a bullshit expert. And like, Mm. I could tell that you're full of shit. Yeah. And it's like, everyone's in these rooms saying like, we're the real NFT people. Um, We're the real community. We don't just do this, you know, for the quick buck. Yeah. Everybody's got their own little, but I went into like five different Twitter spaces with like a hundred different people in each one. And they all were saying the same exact thing. I was like, so who's the, so where are these bad guys yeah <laughs> i was like this is this seems like a pyramid scheme but i think that there's probably some some prospect of that technology being helpful yeah but i don't know a lot of it i hear people talk about it, and it sounds like some like libertarian type stuff to me yeah that's just my vibe yeah, I've I've looked into it, but I feel like uh, one thing I <laughs> watch me selling in it yeah well the one thing that I, the one thing that i you know that i her, the one thing that stuck with me the most about people talking about starting NFTs is like 
one you gotta if you're gonna start an nft you gotta be willing to put time in it for years like it's like a year it's like a long haul thing and then two is that shit this fuck this fuck i forgot what i was about to, it just slipped my fucking mind uh oh okay yeah, i mean i got it i got it i got, it, I got it. no 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 nah the uh the one of the main things that people have said about starting nfts is like if you don't have like not necessarily like a core group following or like the presence on a community to that's gonna buy your shit it's like there's no point you know what i'm saying well, they'll, like, they'll buy it from each other yeah so they're like i've talked to people like oh so you gotta like go in and like support people and then like they'll end up supporting you i was like i was like this sounds like yeah doing local rap shows like that's yeah. not an economy yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't wanna, but but there's obviously some money in it yeah shout out Do my shit all my shit's down dogecoin's down all that shit bro I don't are know. you in stocks or anything like that now I'm still trying to figure out regular money. Yeah, you know? like, I feel you. I'm not. A, I, I'm barely in it, bro. I just like know a little bit of shit. I just I buy stocks for shit that I use, like Apple. Apple. You know what I'm saying? Like so things that I'm like. like a good bet. Yeah, you'd be alright with Apple. You know what I mean? Yeah. But okay, so uh, so we know new paintings are coming out. Obviously, is there going to be any new music before we get out of here? Is that, should people yeah, expect yeah, any new music soon? I got a new song next week, uh, January 28th. I don't know when this is coming. Is that the? This will come out either. It'll be for the 28th, because this is coming out by Wednesday, the latest. Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, you quick turnaround. Yeah, I mean, it's one ca one camera, man. You know what I mean? Very simple. Cut and paste. Send you, I'll send you some clips that you can post and, you know, leave it at that. But so the 28th is a new song coming out. What's And what's that shit? What's it called? It's a collab between me, Urban Architects. Do you know Urban Architects? Mm, it sounds familiar, but I, I don't want to say, like, yeah, I don't. They're dope. They're kind of bringing that, like, 2013 New York energy. Okay. They're a little younger. And like, they're dope. Um, Are you familiar with them? Urban Architects? From Queens and Long Island. Okay. But I did a whole project with them and Jay Hart. Okay, word. And Hell it's yeah. Like, you should play one of the fucking songs. Yeah. Though. Is it, where can I find it? It's not out yet. Here, you can uh, get an exclusive listen. This is the first, I do think this is the first time we ever played something that's unreleased. Let me uh, make sure I put this up. So, yeah, just introduce the song real quick, and then whenever you're ready to play, it's good to go. I'm going to give you, like, a super... This isn't even the one that's coming out next week. I'm going to give you the next, next one. Okay. Got the, just because I'm confident this is the final mix. <laughs> um, Bruh. <laughs> uh, it's so good to work with Jay Hart, like, to work with a producer when you're like, oh, I don't have to fucking deal with any of this mix. And yeah. He does everything. He's on point. He's on point. Yeah, this it's just pretty hard. Alright. We'll let this rock for a little minute here. And how do these kids? Early mid twenties on yeah you always got the sports references I mean, what's that uh old track uh nick van axel rose yeah. the classic that shit was good Yeah, we make a forfeit. Check one for that money, two for that raw 
His voice sounds familiar. He's got a good yeah. voice. Yeah. Yeah, he's got it. Yeah. And this isn't the one that's coming out next week, you said. This is some. I can play that one too if you want. Up to you, man. Whatever you want to do. So this guy's like the, the more like abstract dirty rap guy. Yeah. Black Kush. He's fucking sick. His name's Black Kush. Yeah, I like his. I like his voice. His flow better than the first. I mean, I like the first guy's flow, but this is more like my shit. You hear what he said? We're in the open like drug deals at White Castle. Like, Bro. Well, this is just the hook. His verse is crazy, too. Yeah? Alright. There's three of them, though. Gotcha. I wish this could go a little louder. How'd you meet these guys? He had him on the Big Bang show. Word. Let's do some shit. Yeah, you're right. They're like, yeah, this is like on that, like early, early, not early New York shit, because fucking 2013, but like that vibe, yeah. Play one more, but yeah, I just like. It felt rejuvenating to me, you know. Yeah. To make some like New York shit. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a it's a tough balance. Like you don't want to make shit that's like too corny, you know, like too like. Yeah, these I know what you mean. Boom bap pieces that don't sound right. Yeah. But these ones do. This is the this is the one that's coming twenty yeah, eighth. Friday twenty eighth. Anyone but me. Aaron Cohen, Urban Architects. Jay All right. Hart. This is that this has them on it too. What? The Urban Architects yeah. on this one too. Okay. Got oh shit yeah, yeah, my yeah. bad. I had to get it on my lonesome Cause I never got a cosign from no one You see my father, yeah, that's where I got my flow from You see my mother, yeah, that's where I got my glow from Hard work, no fun, that's where I got my dough from In the dark, study art like a showgun Still swinging swords, still fuck you like in the course Bitch, I've been a force to reckon with On my lethal weapon shit More Danny Glover than Donald Glover When I take aim at you stupid motherfucker You see what the kid done did in the past Yeah, this one's hard yeah. Fuck minimum wage. My manager was my boss. Oh, word.
Yeah, we'll let this verse rock. And this would be everybody will just be able to find this on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever. Anything, anywhere they can find Aaron Kona. Two A's. No E. <laughs> Word. Yeah, this shit is dope, man. Yo, man, that seems like the best way to to end this show, man. That's literally, like I said, that's the first time we gotten some unreleased music on the show. So appreciate, really? thank you for that. I'll make sure I'll send you clips so of that so you can uh, give your fans a little preview too as well. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. Yo, Aaron, thank you for coming through, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. I will uh, catch you around. All right. Yeah. All right.